Welcome to A Walk in My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thank you for taking the time today to join us on the A Walk in My Stilettos podcast, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their stories, conquer their fears so they can reach their goals. But I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding. But what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already (laughs) here, you may as well subscribe. Today, we have Nkechi Waffer Robinson. She's an entrepreneur, author, (laughs) professional athlete, inspirational speaker devoted to uplifting people and helping them live more fulfilling and purpose-driven lives. She's an executive in technology at TD, one of Canada's largest financial institutions. Nkechi is involved in the fitness industry and competes as an IFBB professional bodybuilder. She is founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, a movement that provides human beings everywhere with tangible actions they can use to maximize their true potential, helping them to become leaders in every aspect of their lives. Please welcome to the show and catch you. Yes! Woo! I want to I meet that girl! <laughs> I wanna, and you know, I, the reason I did the woohoo is because you said my name, like Nigerians that watch this, because Nigeria is going to watch this are going to be so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank They'll you. Be like, oh, my sister got her name right. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. And because my name is uh, Swahili, so people always ask me, how do you pronounce it? I'm like, bikini or I'm a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> See, people mess that up, eh? Oh my gosh. You would not believe. You get much tiny? You get much tiny? I get McKinney. Um, I get everything. Mackinney? Everything under the sun. Mackinney. Mackinney, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything, girl. Everything. <laughs> I guess you. I understand. I told you that you did a great job. Thank you. And it's funny. So I love to actually start the show with an icebreaker question. And I believe that as women, we have all these different titles that we go by. But a title that's not given enough significance is our name. Because our names have meaning. Mm. And I believe that every time someone says your name, they're affirming who you are. So Makini means strength of character in Swahili. So my question to you, Nkechi, is what does your name mean? Character, that is so you. That is so beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Um, so, in, yeah. So Nkechi is the short form for Nkechi Nira. That is my actual given name. And Nkechi Nira means God's gift. What, what God beautiful. is given. And, um yeah, my name, and I love that you, I actually love that you say that because my name has been a really big part of who I am since I can remember. I, um, just a quick, you know, short story. When I was six years old, my parents, we, we grew up in a, in a white, affluent white neighborhood in Montreal. And, uh, my first day of school, I was holding my mom's hand and I walked into the class, brand new class. I was the only black kid and, and all these eyes are looking at me and the teacher says, what's your name? I said, it's in Kitchen. She's like, oh, and she comes over and she bends down. And she's like, is there an easier name we can call you? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> My yeah, name, exactly. That's what my mommy calls me. You know, that's what I'm going to be called. <laughs> and ever since then, like, I'm okay to have a conversation about my name. I'm okay with the first five minutes of, of an introduction. Like, I'm okay with that, you know? So our names mm-hmm. are truly important. So I love that. Yeah. And I always find it interesting when we're asked as people of color, if there's an easier name that someone can, um, you know, refer to us as when if someone is Greek or, um, you know, Jewish or has another name that is also complicated. Like I had a lot of friends last names like Papadopoulos and, you know, things like that. No one ever asked them. Can we have an easier name to, to say? No. Wow. And I played piano. I mean, people can name Tchaikovsky, all of them. So they can mm-hmm. name his name. They can call me. But yes, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So you spoke about when you were a little girl. So I'd love to know what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Oh, gosh. Um, so in truth, I wanted to be my diary literally says I want to be a dancer. But mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to I'm going to go into computers at the age of six, you know. And wow. um, yeah. And 
I love dancing, so I would often be trying to emulate Janet Jackson and, and the Jackson Five, and I used to enter variety shows. And um, but in all in truth, the the polar opposite of that was I used to love to program computer games. So my dad was more inclined to give me computers than dolls, even though I had a black cabbage doll kid that was like my doll. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I followed my brother, and we used to create like games on our Atari and Commodore. 64. I know I'm aging myself, but yeah, so computers was a natural inclination from an early age as well. Wow. You know, what's interesting. So (laughs) I didn't know that you were in tech until, okay, so we were connected on social media, but I never really got a chance to know you. And when we were at Mm. the Archangel Summit conference, which is like a a conference for thought leaders and coaches and stuff like that. Um, We got a chance to pretty much spend the day together. We had lunch together. And I I have to say for anyone who does not know you, your energy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You are like (laughs) life. (laughs) I'm going to call you you. the life bringer. (laughs) You give me life. Like your energy is so infectious. Um, You're Mm -hmm. such a high vibration that it is impossible to be sad or in a bad mood around you. I don't know if you've ever experienced oh, anyone that. around you. I don't think you have to. You have to interview my. You have to interview my husband. But I like to say that you know he would probably say the same as well. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, I mean, I loved getting that opportunity to get to know you even further. And I remember saying to you at the end of that day, I would love to have you on the podcast at some point, because what I did know you for was your fitness journey. And I knew Mm -hmm. that I had seen online the Empowered in My Skin movement. So Mm -hmm. I want you to share with us, what was the intention behind the Empowered in My Skin movement when you started that? Yes. Sure. And but first of all, I just have to actually like, if you believe in the law of attraction, I want, yes. I want you to really understand this. The day I went on to iTunes and subscribed, I, I don't even know. Can you actually see when people subscribe? I can see analytics. Okay. So the day I subscribed, I can't imagine that it was a, like, might've been like the day after or the, or two days after where you asked me to be like, it was such a close proximity. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> It was crazy. I, just I said, love it. You know, I've been meaning to subscribe. I came across the post and I said, I'm, I'm going to listen to a podcast right now. And the first thing I did was I went to your very, your first one, because mm-hmm. I always like to know the why behind it. And I was hooked, mm-hmm. you know, so I just love what wow. you're doing, by the way. You are Thank super you. inspiring. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So, um, yeah. So, so, sorry. Your question was about. Um, <laughs> the part of my- I wanted to know the, the intention behind when you started it, because sometimes when we start an initiative or a movement, the intention behind it ends up being very different from how it turns out. Like for example, this podcast. Right. So I'd love to know what the intention was behind empowered in my skin. It was born out of a time where I literally was working on my self realization, self improvement development journey. And I literally started to feel so good in my skin, like so good, like levitating, like, and I just, I remember saying to my husband, like, I want everyone to feel like that, you know, and I, and I mm. just wanted to go to town and I didn't even know what that meant, but I started to say, you know, I feel so empowered in my skin. And literally, like, I started to say that. And then I started to share that with a friend of mine and, and she's like, you should host an event. And she held me accountable to that. And I did, I hosted just the first empowered in my skin event and I didn't incorporate, I just called Empowered My Skin. Somebody helped me make a logo. I created this event in. I prayed for one woman to show up. 38 women showed up. And I used it as a, as a way to introduce onto a platform other women that had helped me in my journey. So at the time, it was, mm-hmm. you know, I brought on women who pushed me, who inspired me, you know, conquered cancer, my makeup artist that had a super talent, you know, and, and another woman that left a marriage that with her two boys didn't know what she was going to do, where she was going to find a job and this thriving, you know, and that was it. It was really about creating a platform where people that inspire me, I can give them the stage to help amplify their voice and inspire others. And it grew from there. You know, I joined forces with Julie. We started co-creating events out of you know she's now started her movement so we're getting ready for those who really don't know go ahead explain who julie is (laughs) (laughs) so so, kind of just julie black yes (laughs) yes so she's my best friend of 23 years and uh you're just so like-minded and you know we just have such a passion for uplifting people and she founded 100 strong and sexy 
And so now we're co-branding and, and joining forces and we're getting ready to really dive into another uh, conference. But, uh, but also beyond that, to your point, Empowered My Skin started giving me voice. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's, I was bringing other women onto the platform, never intended to speak, never intended to really share my personal journey. And and I recognize that I've become the brand. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm literally empowered in my skin. I became empowered in a very different way as a leader and a leader without title and a leader with title at TD Bank. And mm-hmm. I've brought it into my organization and. And now I just recognize it's almost becoming an opportunity for me to help other people develop their personal brand, right? So I'm growing it out. I officially incorporated and I want to start to brand as a personal branding company. So I'm going to start to do training and figure that out myself and expand and see where it goes from there. Because I just want people to be empowered. Four corners of the world, like empowerment is it's the keystone to changing the world. It's the lead domino, as Tom Billiard said once, the lead domino that really can change the world, right? When people are empowered. I love everything, everything about that. Um, <laughs> so one, I love that you've partnered with your best friend, Julie Black, to build an even bigger, stronger brand, because I think you are both very strong women in both how you're presented physically and in spirit. And I love how you know, you've incorporated that into what you do corporately, that the fact that you've incorporated that and saying like, I'm serious about this, this isn't just, you know, a side hustle. And in terms of the the part about, you know, helping other people build their personal brand, I'm automatically putting my hand up, volunteering, whatever you need, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> I will you. provide as much value to that as possible because I strongly believe in what you're doing. I think it's beautiful. And, Thank you know, we you. spoke to Thank that you. point about, you're welcome. And when you spoke to just you being your brand, you being empowered in your own skin, I think it's very important to be a product of the product. If there's anything that I learned about building a personal brand is being, yeah, I'm definitely a product of my product. So the women that are assigned to me or that come to me know that I've walked that journey with them, you know, that I can totally resonate with what they're going through. Right. So that's why I was saying that when I signed up on your, when I signed up to, when I subscribed, the first thing I wanted to do was I was already inspired by you, but I said, let me, before I listen to anyone that she interviews, let me understand her why. Mm-hmm. And through your why, it just, like, I just fell in love with your, I fell in love with your journey. Like, your family is beautiful. Like, Thank you. Like, honestly, you had me radiating. Like, anyway, it just, it was an amazing day. <laughs> I went through so many emotions and it was all, it was a bikini day. Like, and I'm not just saying that Aww. because I'm here with you, but it was, you opened up my heart and I, feelings emotions so you emulate a walk in your soils you know and and i love how you're using this platform to also introduce us to other women and get to know them in a deeper level and at the end of the day connect like in a Mm -hmm. way that's just so magical love it so thank you (laughs) i am going to do my best not to cry right now like I have I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> I have goosebumps mm. on my hands. Thank you. You know, sometimes you begin something based on your own journey and what you need. And mm. I've felt very much in this journey of trying to be a better person and walk in my own greatness that I needed support. I needed people that were willing to collaborate or people that I could connect with. And there were many times where I didn't mm. have that. And I started to look mm-hmm. for that in collaborations in the U.S. And I was successful with that. But I was like, I live here in Toronto. Why can I not build that here? And part of right. what I do with the podcast is I share 50% U.S. women's stories and 50% Canadian. Because I believe like there are amazing people here in Toronto, like yourself, that need to be on more podcasts. And your story needs to be told. And it needs to be a part of history. And I got very emotional. Actually, you you posted the other day uh, IGTV hmm. um, uh, post, and I watched it and got emotional because <laughs> just in your transparency in what you are feeling in that moment, and you even thanking me for inspiring you, like those are the things that keep me going on the days where I don't know if I want to do this anymore or when it's hard. Like women mm-hmm. like yourself, so uh, thank you. Yeah, you brought that out that day. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I even remember where I was. I looked out at the water, and I was like, "Wow, I'm going to be on your podcast." Like, anyway, I just can get emotional now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to know Beautiful what inspires thing. you the most about what you do. I would say 
I love, and I, and, and you know, I'm going to, I think women who are listening to this, we, we absolutely need to brag about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love when my energy can fire people up, like perfect strangers, like people that I don't even know that mm-hmm. might've entered a moment with me feeling dejected and leave feeling better, mm-hmm. fired up more value for themselves. And I recognize that that's just an extension of how I want to feel valuable, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to feel my value. I don't, I don't need people to tell me I'm valuable. I want to feel it. And the way I, the way I recognize that I'm feeling it now is through the eyes of others, you know, and, mm-hmm. and taking that in, you know, and really receiving it. And I recognize that as I receive, I also want to give because I know that I'm not alone in that. And mm-hmm. it's that just that can see that like I can walk off an elevator, like an elevator ride with me is not going to be boring. <laughs> and I will walk out of that. <laughs> and I will walk out of that elevator, fired up into a lobby. And that lobby experience is going to be exciting. And I just mm-hmm. continue to and then I just continue to carry that energy forward. Like and it just multiplies. Like I don't get I don't have this energy because I get a lot of sleep. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I have this energy because I feel fired up. My heart is lit. You know, <laughs> that passion inside of you, I definitely feel that in your presence. Like I said, like that energy that you exude is a high vibration. So I, I do believe that, you know, an elevator ride with you <laughs> will never be boring. <laughs> you are, well, you just said like you're in such a lit, like you are a fireball. <laughs> There's no doubt about Thank it. You. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So I want to ask, like, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I can only imagine, I can only imagine. And I don't know what part your fitness journey has to play in that, but I would love to know what would you say to a woman that wants to make fitness a part of her lifestyle? Oh my God. This is so big. So I'm just going to share a really quick story because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to drop a name. I had an experience to meet and greet a world leader. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wanted that experience to be totally awesome. And I wanted to, I knew that was going to be like 20 seconds because it's really just a photo opportunity. You're gone. And so I took care of my appearance and I also didn't plan what I was going to say. I just wanted mm-hmm. to feel it in the moment. And so I knew practicing presence would be essential. Anyway, now in lineup, I see, like I'm with my a good colleague of mine who's also a great friend and colleague of TD. And we see her and oh, just the, the magnetism is it, like, it's just crazy. And then it's our turn. And she broke protocol by hugging us first, maybe because, you know, she saw likeness in, in this. Yeah. And your energy. We take a picture. <laughs> yeah. We, we turn, we take the picture. And before I can even say, you know, what I'm so grateful to her for, she says she wants us to be a part. She looks at me and says, I want you to be part of my women's wellness initiative, you know, go and talk to my, to this, her chief of staff over there. And, and so I share that because fitness is not something you do. Mm-hmm. it's who you are mm-hmm. so your heart fit your love fit your your nutrition fit your yes your you know what I mean like it's yes. it's, it's a it's a way of being and then when you choose to be fit then then you're going to do things that will contribute to that and that's how you stay in it and so I share that because it's who I am and so for me to be able to have that 20 second experience now open up an opportunity for something like beyond my wildest dreams, I don't even know where, what will come of that. I know something will. It's again, it's just a reinforcement to encourage people. Don't look at fitness as something to do or something mm-hmm. you do. Adopt it as who you like, let it become who you are, the being of it. Mm-hmm. There's two things that come to my spirit as you're saying that right now. Okay. First I'll go to your point about being a part of who you are. And there's a, a podcast, I believe it was Jay Shetty's podcast and he was interviewing was it Robin Sharma? I think. And he was talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, how important it is. So mindset is only a quarter of what we should be practicing and how there's heart set, there's uh, Mm -hmm. soul set and health set. So yeah, Yeah. those are the the four, the four sets. So when you were speaking, that totally came to mind. The other thing, because I'm getting goosebumps and Lately, my gift (laughs) with this is actually scary. (laughs) So I'm like, in my head, I'm picturing a woman and I want to say this person's name, but I'm feeling like that is who you had this experience with. Yes, it per- is. Yeah. It per- is. Permission just, to guess? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is that person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're reading my mind. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I just, yeah, it is that person. <laughs> so the reason, okay, can I say the name or no? I was, I was trying to share the experience. Not yes, necessarily, totally get it. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. But yeah. okay. So here, here's the reason why I'm saying this, because immediately as you said that, two things. The reason why, in my head, I got this person, and actually, it was like at first one of two people, and then as you started to speak more, I was like, no, no. no. And it went back to the first person I thought of, which was Michelle Obama. Am yeah. I correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it is. Right. Amazing. Yes. So I actually interviewed. Komal Minhas, and she interviewed Michelle Obama on her tour in Ottawa just a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about her energy and how, especially, you know, with other women of color, how she, like you said, she broke protocol and embraced. And, you know, Komal was sharing how she had embraced her and what she said to her. And so when you were speaking, and because I watched a fireside chat live with Komal being interviewed today, speaking about that experience mm. again, it, I don't know, everything just clicked a while ago. And you were talking about law of attraction, and I'm big on, you know, um, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Bob yes. Proctor. So, so everything yes. just, yes. yeah, wow, okay, okay. So, yeah, it was a magnetic experience, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, I would love to know what advice you would give to a woman that is struggling with her identity. Oh, wow. I'm a you matter junkie and I struggled with my identity for a really, really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the power of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe I was phenomenal. Like I would say I'm phenomenal was the affirmation I stole from my Angelo. And mm-hmm. I just kept continuing to say it, but it was more about following that journey to where it would lead me. And what I would say is your identity matters. Like it yes. absolutely matters. Like who you, who you are, matters and every experience that you have been through is actually needed Mm -hmm. and if you can get to that quickly to that realization that nothing absolutely nothing is a wasted opportunity like there's nothing no adversity that you have faced that was wasted and start to figure out how can you find the message from it how can you find the pathway that it's opened up how can you live out of the opportunity that it's presented then you're going to start to fall in love with your identity, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it, it really required me ripping out. Like I had to go in, I had to go in. And the way I went in was, you know, listening to, here's what I said the other day on a podcast. Like it got to a point where I recognized that I, and I'll use this word lovingly, but it was arrogant of me <laughs> to think that all of the problems that I had were mine personally. Mm-hmm. Because the minute I start to share, like, listen to your podcast, right? Like, all the women that share, it's not like, I don't know, how many people have you interviewed now? Done okay. over 80-something, but I've so far, I think, published about almost 70. Okay, so for the ones you publish, I don't know that there's 70 different problems. You get what right. I'm saying? Like, there's 7.5 right. billion people in the world. There aren't 7.5 billion problems. There's a right. collection of problems that we all go through at different levels, different stages, different ways, different journeys to get there. So it was arrogant of me to think that mine were my own. And mm-hmm. so to any woman, like, if you can walk into that, that it, while it might hurt, you're not alone. And the same way we Google for trips or clothing or this, any other, just Google whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And watch this, the ocean of information that's going to open up for you to start to explore and see what other people have experienced. And suddenly when you don't feel alone, then you recognize this is not yours to hold. And maybe then you can start to let go of it and say, you know what, I want to find the person that's in that, in that yes. problem. You know yes. what I mean? And pull out the message and make it rich and use it and leverage it and, and let it light me up for some good. I love that. I That's love what I would that. say. I love that. You know, there's a, a few things that you said that totally brought some thoughts to mind where there's a, a song that we sing at church and the, the chorus is like, my life is not my own. Mm-hmm. But I also use that when I think of everything that I've been through. And instead of saying like, why is this happening to me? It's like asking the, the question internally. Okay, so why is this happening to me? What am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of my experiences that I share online or with the women that I coach that are assigned to me, it's using it as a tool to help them, to help them mm-hmm. get through what it is they're going through. And as much as, you know, sometimes when you're in the midst of the adversity or whatever issue that you're dealing with, it sucks and it hurts. But what were you supposed to learn from that? 
You know, yeah. sometimes we sit there and in we're in pity party mode saying, you know, why is this happening to me? And, can't, you know, can't this be somebody else or, you know, looking at it with the wrong perspective. But if you flip it mm-hmm. and use it for service and use it for how it can be a lesson to yourself and others, because mm-hmm. like you said, there isn't, you know, the, the 70 billion problems or whatever, it's collective. We, someone can mm-hmm. listen to your story and pick from it the lessons that they need from for, for their life. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, like to those that are in that place where, well, I don't really know who I am. That is part of your identity. Like even just accepting that, like accept all that is, you know, mm-hmm. just start with that, just accept all that is, and then start to get curious and explore. And you will, you will, you will slowly start to take the steps towards getting more clarity on who you are and coming into into the, the real of you, you know, the truth of you. It's a beautiful, beautiful journey. And I hope I want everyone to go in it. That's why we do what we do, McKinney, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. speaking of the truth of you, what's one thing that you wish people knew about Nketchi? I have a really soft heart. I live very close to my emotions. Mm-hmm. It, um, in an instant, I can, like, I'm so present right now that I can cry, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and cry because there's somebody McKinney, that we're touching in this podcast. I don't know who it is, you know, but in this moment, she's raising her hand or maybe even a he's raising his hand, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people see my energetic bubbly self, so they might not know that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why this year I decided to really share some big parts of me that I didn't even know what it would reveal. Like I recently shared, um, and I feel the emotions coming, my journey with infertility. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and some people wouldn't know that for I've been married for 18 years, but for how many ever period, you know, period cycles I've had, I'm always hopeful. Mm. You know, that's 18 years of hope, you know, right. And it hasn't stopped. I think I think there was so many emotions like anger, resentment, frustration. But with the release of the story this summer, I feel I have faith. I have a hope. You know, I really, to your earlier, you made an earlier comment. I don't want to ask God, why have we not been blessed with children? Mm-hmm. You know, in full transparency, it was one of the things when I was listening to, like, I just randomly picked some podcasts and then I was intentional on some of the ones I, I listened to on your podcast, mm-hmm. but most of them, all, all the women had children, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, just to hear them speak about them. I was like, oh man, I want that experience too. You know, like I, I don't hide that, you know, I, I, well, Mm -hmm. now I don't hide it because I recognize that I'm not alone. And in sharing my story, I think there's way more women that I know have been challenged with infertility than I even thought or imagined was possible. So that's something that a lot of people wouldn't know. I don't have kids not because I, we didn't want, it hasn't, it hasn't come to fruition yet. You know? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Wow. And I know that that is definitely something that is, is not easy to share. And just when you take some time later and you want to directly select some episodes that you can resonate with their story. I had on episode 62, I had Marina who shared her infertility issues and how she's been able to heal from some traumas with that. There was also Chantel Amsterdam on episode 49 that shared her fertility issues and she ended up adopting um, yeah. and there was also, I think Jacqueline Genovese shared her infertility issues as well in episode 40. So just a couple of episodes, um, awesome. if you're looking awesome. for some specifically I, on that. And shout out to Chantel, which she wouldn't know. And I should probably call her after this and tell her is I was at, um, <laughs> I was invited to speak on a panel at black, the black, black moms, moms connection. Um, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know that they did. They, I think they assumed I was a mother. <laughs> so when I got mm. the questions, I was like, ah, I'm not a mother. Wow. So we, we, um, yeah, yes. I was still part of the panel and we just approached my questions differently. But at mm-hmm. that at conference, Chantel shared her story and she talked about fostering. And it was the first time I ever even thought of that as an option. So she gave me hope, wow. you know, that we'd been very linear in terms of our approach now and then we got to a level of exhaustion and so now it's really about okay do we want to have do we want to be kids like that's the conversation that you know would say that i i want to see us open up to as a couple to talk Mm -hmm. about you know really Mm -hmm. yeah and it's tough it's very tough tough 
Yeah. I, I can only imagine. I would love to know if you've had any coaches or mentors that have helped you along the way on your journey. So both informally and formally. And so earlier on, like if I think about mentors and coaches, probably, uh, well, I've been playing sports forever. So I've always had some type of coach, you know, even if I think about like um, even just getting into fitness, like I was, I've had very specific and intentional coaching for certain skills or activities I was involved in. Mm-hmm. But then in terms of like development, like the personal development, I would say my mentoring really started by observing people that I admired, right? right. So it'd be people that, you know, executives that worked in the organizations. I've always been very blessed to work in big corp. Mm-hmm. And I've always been able to, and I became an executive really, really young. And I became an executive without training, right? And so mm. I had to learn on the job the <laughs> skill of being an executive. Yeah, the skill of being an executive. And so I did that all through watching people that I wanted to emulate, you know? Yep. Um, then when mentoring became a thin in corporate, um, then yeah, I had very intentional mentors. And, and typically it was always for a time in my career. Like I haven't really had a life mentor, but a time in my career where I needed to grow to the next level. And so I wanted to put some focus on my financial acumen or, you know, leadership or this, any other. And then now I have an amazing executive coach. She's a powerhouse of a woman. Her name is Victoria Pelletier. And she, I would say that she, she's going to help me with life overall, like just becoming a strong entrepreneur, a, a better leader, and just really kick ass in, in my discipline and my value and uh, and then other than that, I think like everybody, the virtual mentors, like I yeah. was mentored from your podcast. I was mentored, you know, from listening to T.D. Jakes or Oprah Winfrey or the School of Greatness or Ed Milet or, you know, yeah. um, you name it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And some <laughs> of the best advice I've ever gotten from a corporate mentor was as you want to climb and as you want to grow, ask the people that are in a position to tell you, what do they say about you when you're not in the room? Mm. That has been the most powerful piece of guidance that I've ever seen. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to know what's great about me. <laughs> you want to know what you I can work on. Where, right. I want, mm-hmm. I, I am okay with constructive critique. You know, I'm yep. okay with those difficult conversations because I want to be stretched. I want to be superhuman, you know, and you don't get to superhuman by the niceties. You know, you get to it with, with those hard to hear Mm -hmm. (laughs) aspects of yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I love that you spoke to the virtual mentors piece because, you know, sometimes people feel like, okay, well, I can't afford a mentor. I can't afford the coaching fees or whatever situation they're in while they can't invest into themselves at that moment. But finding people online that you are inspired by, but a piece from mm-hmm. that is, so one, you can take qualities or uh, look at their journey and see what you would like to emulate to get there. But mm-hmm. two, don't just mm-hmm. admire them for where they are and all the greatness and their glory. Actually look at their story of where they came from, mm-hmm. of what they've had to go mm-hmm. through to get there. And that's the main reason why, yeah. you know, I have women like yourself on to share those things because social media shows you the highlight reel. But behind the highlight reel, what did you actually have to do? What's the tough stuff that you had to do? And then the other thing that you spoke to in terms of what's said about you when you're not in the room, I'm a firm (laughs) believer (laughs) in getting the constructive criticism. And it's good on you for wanting to grow because some people don't want to hear the tough stuff. You know, they, Mm. their ego (laughs) runs from that. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. you are open to the constructive criticism, you're open to the death of the ego so that you can grow and you can evolve. That is such a beautiful thing. Like I have friends and I can probably say there's about three of them where they can be brutally honest with me and it will never hurt my feelings. You know, there, there may be people that don't know me. Friends you want. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because they sharpen you, right? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Those are the people that will tell you when you are doing the most or, you know, in a, in a loving way. Or when you said something that's disrespectful or when you're doing something that makes you look in a negative light or what have you. And, you know, they'll tell you, like you said, what's being said when you're not in the room. It's important. And I'm going to tell you, like, those people that you have are gifts. And I often say the friends are the ones that spread the water. Spiritual Mm -hmm. partners tip the boat to teach you how to swim. Mm. And, like, what you have are some spiritual partners that care about you. That's that's big, man. You hold on to that. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you had a tweet there, like, yo, people hear what you said. <laughs> the death the death of the, the ego. Death of the ego. That's <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to stay wait, humble, wait. okay? <laughs> I'm trying to stay yeah. humble. <laughs> people people don't even understand sometimes because I am so intentional about staying humble. When people do the fangirl stuff when they see me in public, I actually I get thrown yeah. back. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, you know, when they start screaming, like, oh my god, you're bikini. I'm like that. Nope, I'm just bikini. <laughs> just calm down. Yeah, no, see, and and yo, I'm just gonna go fangirl for a minute. Bikini that's had a billboard in Times Square. Hello. A picture, a mentor of Bob Proctor and his wife. Like, hello. I think my husband was impressed on that because he's a Bob Proctor, like, junkie, right? Like, yeah. So I was like, look who's going to interview me on, on TV. And it's funny that even when I tell that story of how I met Bob Proctor, it was totally, mm-hmm. um, how do I say this? I mean, the Coles Notes version of it is you know, I was selling real estate at the time. My phone number was on the internet. Some complete stranger loved the positivity that I tweeted, called me and invited me to meet Bob. And I thought he was totally blowing smoke up my behind. So I told him to send me an email. (laughs) He did. And (laughs) I attended this event to meet Bob and I thought it was going to be some big, huge conference. And I get there and it's a room of like 30 people and Bob is at the door greeting people. And I was so, so introverted at the time and I'm still introverted, but I was ridiculously introverted back when this happened. So Mm -hmm. my nerves were shot and I went and sat at an empty table by myself and an older (laughs) lady came over and another younger woman of color came over and sat with me. And we just started talking. She started asking my story and I started to share and she's like, oh my God, that's so inspiring. And she's like, oh, you need to tell my husband your story. And I said, who's your husband? And she turns around. She's like, Bob. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) wow so so she goes she calls him over i have to explain all over again and then she goes up to introduce him to the room and she says before i bring up bob i want to tell you about this inspiring young woman that i was just sitting with you guys have to hear her story and i'm like no no no, don't do this don't do this i wanted the floor to open up and swallow me and (laughs) oh my god and i just i couldn't handle like the attention. I didn't want all the eyes on me. And that day I ended up staying after and having a one-on-one conversation with Bob. And I ended up, his wife like fell in love with me and gave me her cell phone number and we connected. She ended up writing the forward for my first book. I've spent time in their home. Um, They've mentored me personally, Bob, his daughter, Colleen and his wife, Linda, totally mind blown, totally changed my life. Wow. So yeah, they're amazing, amazing people. That's that's awesome. You know, that's God's that was God's day for you because that's, that's God. Pulling, yeah. pulling you pulling you out and saying it's time. Like this is it's definitely, definitely definitely and I'm gonna do definitely, a thing. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. <laughs> and really and watch, uncomfortable. And watch what happens. Look what look what yeah. happens. Oh my God. Absolutely. Wow. One of the things, because we often forget that, like we both talked about mentors, virtual mentors and listening. And, but here's the thing, there's nothing more profound than the action. And so, for mm-hmm. example, to all the people that are listening to this, like I watched McKinney and I took action. I got her gratitude journal because she speaks mm. about, oh, sorry, I'm talking to you like you're not there, but like what I, <laughs> and I don't know you, right. But what I, what I got was the strength of your relationship. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't have to hashtag relationship goals. I can, I can, I could take from you, learn from you, receive from you and apply that also. Right. So what right. did you use? What tools have you used? Oh, she uses this journal. Let me go online. Got it from Amazon. It was delivered today. I'm excited to, I've shown it to my husband. Like <laughs> we often listen, but we don't take action. Action. And yes. I would always encourage everybody, even from this conversation right now, don't waste your 45 minutes listening to us. Bring the value by taking an action, you know, yes. because that's the decision that will change your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of action, because of all of the things that you do and, you know, remaining as fit as you are and being a wife and, and running and powered in your own skin, like what does your self-care routine look like? Oh my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no. I say that because I like self-care is so important, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I think it looks different for everybody, Absolutely. you know? So I wake up uh, weekdays, especially at four o'clock. It's a non-negotiable. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed, 4 a.m. is my wake-up call. And so if it was 5, it was 6, it's whatever. Part of my self-care is the consistency of my wake-up, okay? Mm -hmm. For me, it's 4. So, And the reason why is because the more routine you could drive in your life, the more results you'll get. That's self-care. Absolutely. Okay? So 
if it's not for, let it be a consistent time. Um, as soon as I get up, I pray. I do mm-hmm. my affirmations. So I have amazing memorized affirmations. They're the same every day, but I'm locking it. Like they feel great. And I use them throughout mm-hmm. the day. I then listen to um, a podcast or something on my way to the gym. I put my body through a peak workout, peak state. Like, so to really alter my state in the morning. So my, my time from four to eight is very precious. And, and then I take a nice, I'm trying to get to the cold shower. I'm out of the hot. I'm into, I'm into the warm, um, but cold showers, you know, I really want to get there because I do believe on in that um, from a self-care perspective, they wake up and shock your body and get you ready to kickstart your day. I do put my phone off from 7.30 until 8 a.m. in the morning. And mm-hmm. there's only a few people that can break through that silence. Um, because I, and I come off, I, yeah, I come off social media, uh, definitely at 7 I don't need, I don't need to be knowing about anybody's life after that, mm-hmm. you know, before mm-hmm. eight. Um, I read as part of my self-care. Uh, this year, I'm going to introduce massages. So I, I wrote in my, in my success planner, you know, maybe quarterly massages. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I don't tolerate injury anymore. So if I'm feeling like right now I have a pull behind my, my leg, I go and get treated, you know, before I would ignore that. But no, mm-hmm. like I should feel good when I wake up. Like when right. I wake up, I, when I do the body scan, I want it to propel me out of bed, you know? Right, right. And yeah, so I do it that way. I, as, as energetic as I am, in the evenings is really my, my downtime. Like I get quiet, you know, and I use that opportunity to just feed my soul, my spirit, take in, take, just take in some soul time. I think that's important. Uh, vacationing, my husband and I just came back from Jamaica and nice. now we want to introduce like even vacation number two in a year. Like, so two vacations, one longer one, one shorter one. So that's part of my self-care regimen. Um, having a strong tribe that mm-hmm. feeds me is part of my self-care. So I have really like, my, my tribe is so cool. Like, they're so cool. Like, there's not a conversation <laughs> I have with them where I don't, I don't come out feeling like, okay, it's time. Like, where are we conquering next? What planet? You know, like, right, you, just, right. you feel rocket ship conversations with no rear view mirror. Right. And so my spending time with my husband, um, now we're going to be doing this. I, I love introducing the gratitudes into, into that. That's a that's self-care. I do my gratitude journal myself. I'm doing Michelle mm-hmm. Obama's journal, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Like if you take that in, by the time you finish it, you pretty much have a book. Like, you know, if you think <laughs> about it, a short story in your life, I, have you seen it? Is that is that the one that goes with um, the one that accompanies um, her book Becoming? Okay, yeah, so I have read Becoming, yeah, I, but I, was, I didn't I didn't get the journal. Oh my god, it's actually I was gifted to me. I would never I would personally wouldn't have bought it. I don't think because I have so many journals. But when I opened it up, I realized <laughs> that every page has an intentional ask. I love that. And yeah, and it's really it's about you finding your voice in those different aspects of your life. Like, what was your favorite meal? Like, oh my god, I had to think about like. <laughs> and I realize like, by the end of it, you can have a short story. So that's mm. part of my, that's, and I do a lot of, um, so in my bag, I, I got this from Julie, but it really is so healthy. I have uh, aromatherapy oils, like from mm-hmm. Sage. Mm-hmm. And so I have, uh, I don't remember all the names, but the ones that I would use during the day are the ones that awaken your senses. Right. And then the ones I would use at the night are the ones that, you know, take you into calm, you know, yes. state of calm. I drink, I drink a calm tea in the evening. Um, I like that. Oh my God. Sorry, you asked. That's why I get so excited. Like, no, I love it. I, I love that I, you have so many routines. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just little things throughout the day. Hydration is so important. So like if I can ask anyone if just throw the juice away. Just like sometimes the best the best step to your health is just to make one small improvement a day or, or mm-hmm, a week, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. So just water. Take in water. And now I'm part of my self-care is, is stopping to drink um, using aluminum uh, bottles instead of plastics, you know, yeah, yeah. so taking care of the environment myself. Um, I bought a car this year that is like my quote unquote, like it's my, it's my pre, pre Maserati treat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I started, you know, <laughs> just treating myself that, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. And I think that covers it. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm do my nails like I'm, yeah. I I took some time off doing the gels but I'm going back to that like I, all of those are self-care I love color in my life so coloring mm-hmm. my hair was self-care because I love the red hair spicy thank you thank <laughs> you and my car my car is colorful like yeah so uh, a lot of people think self-care I think 
we overcomplicate something sometimes. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Putting on comfy clothes when I come home after work is self-care. Like yes. who wants to be in tight up stockings and, you know, yes. <laughs> in your house, right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, self-care is anything that makes you feel good and it's good to feel good, you know? I love that you pointed it out because sometimes people think that you have to do all of these extravagant things like, you know, go to the spa or whatever. But the things that you listed about having a routine about what time you get up and your movement and reading and like having the simplest things, but creating a positive habit will change your entire life. And I think that people need to get that point. Like, Big time. I, I think, that. again, maybe it was Robin Sharma I was listening to, but he has, have you heard of the 5 a.m. club? Yes, yes. He has a book. Yes. So he has a book and yes. he was on a podcast, but he was breaking down, even if you can just get up one hour earlier a day, which is, that's what I've committed to as of last week, getting up one hour earlier a day, but the first 60 minutes of your day. So 20 minutes of movement, um, mm-hmm. whether that be exercising or whatever, 20 minutes of reflection. So journaling, um, you know, gratitude journals and, and reflection that could be even meditation and then 20 minutes mm-hmm. of learning. So that could be the reading or anything like that. But that in that, that's having a massive productive one hour first thing in the morning. And look how simple, look how simple it is. Like, absolutely. Oh my God. Look how simple it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen to that people. Yeah. Right. That, honestly, just, that's so, don't even, you don't even need to read his book. McKinney just no, told you I just gave you the 2020 20, oh. rules. Yes. <laughs> right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So, so there's this article that I came across on Reader's Digest, and I love to use it every episode. And so far, it's been on point because this article says that your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. And mm-hmm. I would love to know, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a boot, a running shoe, a walking shoe, a flip-flop, a flat, I don't know, pumps, wedge, mule? So I, so I actually realized that you're going to ask me this question. And it's interesting because so I have I have the shoe that I would love to see on my feet, <laughs> and then and then I have the shoe that actually lands on my feet. You know? So so if I had my way, I would try. Like I I was like, what what are you attracted to? Like if I see a sea of shoes, I'm attracted to like a heel boot. Like I okay. like I I definitely. But I don't like, unless of course it's a platform. So what you see me in and what I, and what I feel great in and how I bounce in life is I'm in kicks, right? And, and mm-hmm. typically I will look for kicks that have a style, like either a bling or whatever. And I wear them with business dress. Like I will be in a business dress and kicks mm-hmm. and rocking in stage or an executive room or this, any others. So kicks are my sin, but what I would like to see my feet in. <laughs> <laughs> is a really stylish boot yeah okay okay so okay let me see so if we were to go with the high heel boot so high heel boot wearers take charge in the event of a crisis the person who loves wearing high heel boots will always be the one to take control of the situation they're quick on their feet and able to make clear rational decisions this woman is exceptionally Mm -hmm. self-assured so people around her feel instantly safer in her hands the high heel boot mm. is a take charge kind of person and she loves being center stage and is very assertive. Yeah, so that's me. That's I you? I can't lie. Like I worked, in, <laughs> I, I, worked in, I worked in technology, data centers crashing, you know, people can't access their telecom and all this. Like, it was all about taking charge and bringing a sense of calm and understanding to the situation and getting, getting things back up in, in service ready. And I do that in... And I apply that in all aspects of my life as well. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. But, but now what's the sneaker? What's the sneaker? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe it's a mixture of both. Let's see. Sneaker buffs get along with everyone. You're someone huh? who relates to people much younger than you, yet also feels comfortable conversing mm-hmm. with someone much older. Sometimes you're an old soul mm-hmm. and sometimes you're the life of the party. Sneaker buffs, mm-hmm. for sneaker buffs, age is truly but a number because you get along with everyone Mm -hmm. the sneaker is very versatile Mm -hmm. a very open person willing to explore a lot of options Mm -hmm. and different ideas they're energetic and ageless they're really (laughs) not old or young Hmm. (laughs) does does that sound like you too (laughs) yes it does that's what i'm saying so you see it's so i anyway i love that article oh my god yes both of them both of them landed me I, uh, I would say awesome. like I, yeah awesome. yeah I love, I love that thank you 
awesome. So tell the people where they can stay connected with you online before we go to the final segment. Add empowered in my skin. I should promote the most uh, Facebook and Instagram. I am very active on LinkedIn. I'm okay. using my name, which will be in uh, the podcast, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. then also NKCHI underscore IABB Pro if you want some fitness tips or just life tips and all this on Instagram. Awesome. Something that I, just because you talked about the 20 minutes wake up, I'm actually going to post a video of something uh, like a workout, like a, a just an exercise that you could do to get in those 20 minutes. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need that. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to need that. <laughs> I will, okay. share it. Yeah. I will definitely have all of your links directly in the detail section so that they can connect with you directly they won't have to search too far so the final segment of the show I call it a walk in her wisdom where I just ask a couple reflection mm-hmm. questions and you say the first thing that comes to mind okay name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life a return to love by Marion Williamson Ooh, Ooh that was quick <laughs> okay. to, yeah no no because it is it's the start of my personal journey she talks about love and hate Mm. Babies are born to love and we learn hate. And I just want to learn hate and mm. just leave from a place of love. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. And that could be money, time, energy. My marriage. Mm. It's uh, been 18 years of growth. And uh, where we're on today, I commend us both for, for going the extra mile. It's an investment. It really is an investment. It. And it's, Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm a lover of love, so that that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Ooh, I would say say no to negativity and saying mm-hmm. yes to sins that serve me. Okay. Serve my spirit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? So it would be... A picture with my brightest smile. It would say, my smile is my logo. Your personality is your business card. And the way you leave others feeling after an experience with you becomes your trademark. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you, Nkechi, for taking the time to join us. I truly, truly appreciate you. Oh, my gosh. I love your energy. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Bikini. Keep doing what you're doing. And like, just like you, op- I am going to reach out to you for some specific help, to mm-hmm. be quite honest. Um, mm-hmm. But just like you offered, I offer up my heart to you. You thank are doing you. some phenomenal work. I love how you celebrate women. I love thank how that you. looks. Thank and you. It just, it, it, yeah, I will promote you. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. you oh, don't make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And to all of you faith walkers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms and rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Join the community of faith walkers and sign up for our weekly newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com and grab one of my personal development books available online everywhere. And if you can think of one person that would receive value from today's show, if you can think of one person that needs to hear and catch a testimony, please share it with that one friend. Be sure to screenshot this week's episode and tag us on Instagram. You can tag Nketchi at Nketchi underscore ISBB Pro. And you can tag myself at The Real Bikini Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>